Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing another interview for you. And this is uh, an exciting one. It's a little bit of a, a different take from most guests that we've had. This is Dr. Marcus McRae, who is the Indianapolis Colts team chiropractor. And we dive into uh, a little bit of that and, and really try to relate it to many types of teamwork scenarios you may have in your community, whether it's uh, high school sports or professional sports, collegiate. Uh, sometimes it's just an organization. Sometimes it's a it's a gym. Like I've had situations where we've built a team around a gym. Uh, I've done this also with the NFL Combine program that I've run for about 12 years now. And we dive into the intricacies of, of teamwork and being a role player and give you a little bit of an inside look at what it takes and what it's like to be uh, a team chiropractor for obviously a, a, a large professional organization and how he got started and how he did it and, and how he's maintained it. I think that's one of the the keys that you'll find in this interview is uh, not only has Dr. McRae gotten the opportunity a while back, um, he's done uh, what it takes to maintain longevity. And I think as we know in the NFL, no matter who you are, longevity is very difficult and he's been there uh, for many years, which has been great. And, you know, uh, we, we graduated together. We were classmates. We're both from uh, the state of Florida. Um, he went to a, a competing university and, and I went to the other. And then we ended up at, at Logan in the same class and graduated together. And we've kept tabs on each other because we've been in the sports world. And I know I've always uh, respected his path and what he's done in this profession. And he's, um, got a lot of great insights, so I think you'll learn a lot from it. This isn't necessarily a, a marketing episode. We touch base on a little bit of that, but I think you'll get a lot out of how to really develop a team, be a team member, and, and try to thrive in a group setting like he is uh, in, in the Indianapolis Colts. He also does have his own private practice, so he's a busy person, has a, a, a big family, great family. He's doing well. And it was great to catch up with him. I'm hoping that I can get to see him in person again the next time we go to Indianapolis. I'm not sure if it'll happen this year with, with COVID and everything, but hopefully that'll happen. So here is my interview with Dr. Marcus McRae. I hope you enjoy it and we'll talk soon. All right. Welcome to the show, Marcus. I really appreciate your time today. I'm really excited to catch up. You know, obviously, uh, you and I know each other from school. We were in the same class, and then we've had the opportunity to chat uh, football throughout the years, And but it's been a little while since we caught up. So uh, tell us, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally, and we'll go from there. Um, I'm Dr. Marcus McCray, um, practicing here in Indianapolis. I'm the team chiropractor for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Uh, I went to the University of Florida and studied uh, athletic training. And I went on to become a certified athletic trainer um, after undergrad, um, working at a couple different colleges and um, physical therapy clinics. And uh, then proceeded on to uh, start off at Life uh, Chiropractic College um, at the beginning. And then when they lost their accreditation, I transferred to Logan, where um, you and I met. And um, after that, um, 
graduated, uh, went on to um, do an associate uh, position with the, who was the previous team chiropractor um, with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Dr. Stacy Conrad. Um, I was with his office for about three and a half years before moving out and starting my own practice. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you fell into that group at life that had to transfer. That's that was tough timing. Yeah, it was um it was interesting. Um a lot of uh, different information uh floating around out there, whether to stay, whether to leave. I think I was um uh was pretty lucky, I guess, being that I was just starting. I was like in my mm-hmm. second or third quarter trimester. I don't, I don't even remember what they're on right now. Yeah. Um so I really wasn't affected too much by the transfer in hindsight i mean i guess i could have stayed because they got the the accreditation back Mm -hmm. but i think uh my move to logan was a was a good move yeah you know i got lucky actually because i was at florida state at the same time you would have been at uf obviously and um i was going to go to life because back then you know you and i both being from south florida uh, there was no chiropractic schools in florida and so that really wasn't an option. And based on proximity, life made the most sense. I like Atlanta. I was like, I'm going to go there. Well, I was actually shadowing a, shadowing a good sports chiropractor in Tallahassee. And he kind of said, you know, something's up at life. I don't know what it is. I'm hearing some rumblings. And then again, luckily, my, my roommate at the time who at Florida State, who's actually a chiropractor as well, uh, his girlfriend at the time, her father was a chiropractor. And he said the same thing. And so like, all right, I'm going to kind of take that for what it is. And, and one of them had recommended checking out Logan. So I did. And uh, I just decided to, to take the chance to go out to Logan. So I, I got fortunate, I read the tea leaves a little bit and it, uh, it worked out for me, but I'm, I'm glad uh, we were able to end up at Logan. <laughs> so how did you get the job in Indianapolis? Cause obviously, you know, I remember my main goal was to get back to Florida after those St. Louis winters. How'd you end up in the Indianapolis? Well, while we were in school, I met my now wife mm-hmm. um, in St. Louis. She was from St. Louis. Okay. And, you know, actually it was when I did, went away and did my preceptorship. I did it with um, the office here in uh, Dr. Stacy Conrad in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, just more so was proximity. It was a four-hour drive from St. Louis. I could drive back to my apartment there on the weekends. And um, when I got done with my preceptorship, they did offer me an associate position there with them. Um, you know, in my mind, I had no want to <laughs> or stay in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and my thought process was to, you know, either try to go somewhere further south or Atlanta or somewhere back in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but keeping in mind that, you know, at that point in time, we were pretty serious dating at that time. And um, her keep staying in some close proximity to her and her family. Um, I chose to take the associate position in, in, in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew out of school that, you know, I didn't know anything about running a practice. Um, and so I, I, I needed that experience. So I was, I was looking for an associate position, um, whether it was anywhere, anywhere at that point, because I just needed some, some guidance in a place where I could grow. Yeah, that was my mindset too. I, I was lucky enough to find one in, in Florida. I really sought it out, but I remember saying to myself, I said, if I got a really good, uh, associate or preceptor opportunity, I was willing to go anywhere. I really was not uh, 100% Florida. It just worked out, but I definitely would have taken something. I just didn't get anything uh, outside of Florida. So it worked for me. And obviously it's it's worked out for you. Um, how was how was your associateship? Was it a good learning experience and like from everything from business to, to clinical? 
Correct. Yeah, it was a great learning experience. Um, mm-hmm. It was a practice with uh, two docs, two partners, mm-hmm. um, and they both brought different aspects to the to the practice. And I mean, they they really taught me a lot about um, you know patient management with from a chiropractic standpoint with patients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as marketing in that time, you know, doing a lot of spinal screenings, health talks. Um, uh, a lot of patient education in the office. So, I mean, it, I really did grow as a, as a chiropractor mm-hmm. um, coming out in their office in those three and a half years I was there. So um, it, for me, it was, a, it was a great experience. Yeah. I think, you know, it was kind of a blessing that we came out of school. Uh, we graduated with December of 05 and then kind of rolling into 06. There, there really wasn't social media marketing. There wasn't really Google ads and Google marketing. And you, you really had to go out there and, 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 drum up business, whether it was workshops or screenings or public speaking. And, and I think a lot of that carries over and it's uh, really good. Now, if you can sprinkle in the other stuff, it's even better, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, all right. So tell me, um, how many years now have you been the, the team chiropractor for the Colts? Oh, since 2009. So that's what, 11, 11 years now. Wow. So. So, that's pretty cool. And yeah. um, so you, you mentioned earlier where the practice that you were associated with they were the the team chiropractor and then how did that transition occur so I'm assuming you were probably still working with the Colts pre-2009 but kind of under their umbrella is that correct no so okay. um Dr. Conrad who was the previous uh, team chiropractor uh-huh. um it was his I mean that was yes the office was known from working with the team but I mean yep. that was he was the contractor provider with the yep. team and um you know they at some point decided to basically make a change mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I wasn't even the the first the first person to okay. uh, on their their list to actually contact. Um, they already had they already had in their mind um, a guy that they were going to go with, mm-hmm. and um, uh, at some point, I guess negotiating contracts stuff like that, um, they just couldn't meet <laughs> on, on, a, on anything. So, and that from that mindset, they actually um said let's open back up the the um our interview process and 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 look at other people that um that players have seen or they've heard of um i was a intern athletic trainer with the um annapolis coach um back in 2000 okay Um, so that's actually they kind of paired me with um dr carl for my preceptorship um just because a friend of mine that i interned with um, at the time, what got hired back as an assistant athletic trainer, mm-hmm. and we were still pretty pretty close after um, after uh, our internship. And I was talking to him. He said, "Hey, I think you know our team chiropractor is looking for um, somebody to intern." And I talked to him and got the internship with them or externship at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was one of the guys that did. Yes, I had, guys had seen me periodically in the office. Um, if the our previous team chiropractor, Dr. Conrad, wasn't in the office. Um, so they were familiar with me and, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they keep tabs on, on people. Yes, um, they do. As far yeah. as, as chiropractors that, you know, guys have seen in the state, yeah. out of state, you know, physical therapists, massage therapists, stuff like that. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, guys don't stay here year round. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. a lot of times they just want to make sure that, you know, if, if it's something that they're working on or guys have particular issues that they can have open line of communication with those chiropractors or therapists that they may see in other, other cities. So I was just one of the guys that they called in um, to interview. And um, after the interview process was, it was a one-on-one kind of person-to-person interview. Mm-hmm. And then they 
they called me back in to basically um, adjust guys. Um, oh, to cool. Feedback, to get feedback from the, from the players. Yeah. Um, and um, based off that and the feedback they got the players, they offered me the position. That's great. You know, it's, it's interesting because you and I are on kind of different – ends of the season you know you're you're the in season and, and a lot of those guys probably come down here in the off season and that's when i see them <laughs> yeah. and uh it's it's been interesting like because you mentioned it's like a small world you know like they do know who these guys are seeing uh when they're back home or uh you know in the in the city that they're in because a lot of them will seek um therapists of some sort you know, right. even in their in their town there and so that's pretty cool that they they had kind of known of you and, and the reputation that you built. So it gave you the opportunity. And then obviously you, you proved your worth with that in-person live uh, interview, it seemed like with the, with the adjusting. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I have, did, did you, do you think your athletic training background has, has served you well in this process? Um, absolutely. I do. Um, and I, I think I've told uh, either other uh, students that have come in to shadow me in the office that, you know, I think that hands-on, um, um, experience I got as an athletic trainer and actually working as an athletic trainer um, helped me in school one, but it also helped me once I got out um, from uh, just applying other rehab and soft tissue techniques um, in the office. And also just my ability to relate to the athletic training staff and, and um, knowing what they're capable of. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's been, it was a huge asset for me. Yeah, I, you know, I want to I want to touch on that. That's why I kind of asked because, uh, you know, a lot of chiropractors have cool opportunities throughout the country. It might be golf. It might be the high school football team. It's obviously there's only so many. What is there? Thirty two uh, team chiropractic positions available. So it's a uh, it's thin pickings for sure. Uh, so not everybody's going to get that great opportunity on on that level. But every chiropractor, especially ones that want to be, you know, a quote unquote sports chiropractors potentially gonna have an opportunity to work as a team and and that's I think one of the big mistakes chiropractors make sometimes is they overstep or they don't communicate well with the um, the medical team or whatever you want to call the training staff uh, do you feel like that has been a big component because you've, you've been there for 11 years um, you got the opportunity because you were doing a good job and then you you did a good job at the interview but then if you really didn't bring the skill set, they would have gotten rid of you right away. Like this is, <laughs> this is a, a meritocracy for sure. Like they're not just having any chiropractor there. Uh, so do you feel like, let's put your skill set aside. Um, that's table stakes and you're, you're obviously doing great there. Do you feel like your ability to work as a, as kind of a part of that healthcare team has, has benefited you? Well, absolutely. Um, you gotta be able to communicate, um, and with the training staff, with the other um, medical professors there, whether it's your team GP, whether it's, you know, your physical therapist, um, your, your orthopedic. And I think initially, I, sometimes there's a, they don't know. Cause I mean, they, I mean, I'll just be honest. They, they, they hear a lot of, just like they hear, you know, you hear about surgeons or even GPs doing some, off the wall payment stuff, you know, yeah. um, you should say the same thing about, <laughs> sure. about chiropractors. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, until they can get in and see you, you work and see how you, you know, you communicate with the athletes and then along those same lines, being able to translate what you're doing with the athlete to, Hey, you know what, 
I know I've done this, but you know, I know your skill set is here mm-hmm. with soft tissue rehab. We can talk about, hey, how can we, um, whatever the issue is, how can we work together to what the trainer, what the trainer needs to do um, from a soft tissue rehab standpoint. And sometimes we can say, hey, we're on the same page. Boom, just yeah. get it done. Um, I, I like our, I like our staff, and I can't speak for other teams and their their staffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of overlap in our staff is is in what we're trained in. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously, as the, the chiropractor, I, my main thing is manipulation, but I do a variety of soft tissue techniques, um, and so do our, our training staff. And yep. so, you know, I'm not I'm not at the facility every day. So, um, you know, when I'm not there, sometimes you know, if there's an issue and the guys, you know, got to play in this situation, if he was here, but we got to get something done. So yeah, sometimes I try to do some, if you want to say some general mm-hmm. mobilizations, manipulation, stuff like that um, to get them through. But with the next day that I'm out there, they might say, Hey Marcus, this is what, what was going on. This is what we were seeing. Can you take a look at it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so y- yes, you have to work at a team. You're not a, you're not a one man show by any means. I think when you kind of try to stand on the Island and like, <laughs> um, end all be all, and I can do everything and nobody can do it better than, me then that definitely creates an issue with the other staff because end of the day we're all there we all bring our separate you know um pieces to the puzzle but we got to work well together and it's for the benefit of the athlete not for any one person to get all the praise yeah i think you hit it on you had a, a few points that are just so vital to the situation and one is it's about the athlete obviously i think a lot of chiropractors end up when they get an opportunity again whatever aspect it is if it's a high school team or a golf or whatever uh, they end up trying to be the star of the show and and you really got to make it about the athlete and then it's just interesting because a lot of chiropractors now have a lot of good skill set like the manipulation the soft tissue rehab taping like it's pretty impressive what chiropractors can do when they are trained accordingly. Um, but you have to understand if you go into that team and you try to be the athletic trainer, cause you have an athletic trainer background per se, like that's going to really be a problem versus right. uh, what, what, it, how did you kind of build the rapport with that? Did you just go in and say, you know, they obviously know you have certain skill set, but do you just defer to them a lot and just make sure that, you get is it the athletic trainers kind of guidance or who, who do you kind of let really uh run the for a better lack of a better term run the show in that sense um i would say our our director of um, rehabilitation Perfect. um the ptatc okay. um and you know as far as um as far as you know guidance from that standpoint okay. where it kind of works in our system is um you know if guys want to come and get adjusted, they just come and get adjusted. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, at the same time, sometimes we get guys from other teams um, or, you know, say it's a, a draft pick or somebody I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And our director, director of physical therapy might say, Hey, you know, he's got a history of a disc issue here. He's got, you know, set issues here. Not that it's going to change anything. It may sometimes to change on how I adjust them or treat them, but, yeah he's communicating with me to say, Hey, this is what they got going on that we know about. Yeah. <laughs> so just to let you know, you know, if you want to do anything different or choose them, because sometimes we, we work with we work together long enough. Now he may know, Hey, if someone's got a spine that may adjust them differently, you know, um, or a PARS fracture or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he'll, that communication there 
but other than that, if nothing, if if nothing else like that is going on, mm-hmm. and assume it's just hey, they can lay down and we just check everything and and get them adjusted. And if it's something from a soft tissue standpoint, if it's something that I just quick and I can do real quick, and I don't have too many guys waiting, I'll do it. But if it's if I got a line of guys waiting, then I'll say hey, you know what, you need to. Right, y'all tell me what you got going on right now, or meetings or whatever. But at some point, we need to get with you know one of the trainers, one of the interns, mm-hmm. to get this looked at from a soft tissue standpoint. Maybe even do some kinesio taping, um, bracing, whatever it may be. So, um, but our, our direct physical therapy kind of or sports performance now um, kind of directs those things. Yeah, I think that's a key key point. It's where because when we're in our private practice, like when you're in your private practice, you're the the gatekeeper like you're 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 doing all the stuff making all the decisions and it's your show for sure and it's obviously you know about the patient there when you go to the to the to the training facility you're now obviously communicating to that person i think that's a key takeaway for chiropractors out there is is really make sure you know who the um the lead is for that particular situation you're in uh you know defer to them if you have any questions take some time to build the the rapport i would say i'm sure in year 11 your relationship with the staff is much different than it was in year one is that correct oh absolutely i mean like we joke about it but no we're all one-year contracts so (laughs) 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 it can it can be over after a season and you know and i kind of approached every season like that like hey this you know and it may not be anything I've done. It just be management change, coaching, whatever. And yeah. they could, they could, and it's happened on the teams where, you know, someone's come in and um, just got rid of everybody. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just a, it's a year to year contract and, you know, it's uh, anything can happen. It's tricky too, because like I, I'm familiar with how the dolphins were running things um, a few years ago and they, they kind of shook things up a little bit. And because one of the things you find a lot with the teams is you've got this whole, it's siloed in the sense where you've got the uh, strength and conditioning staff and that whole thing. And then you got the health, we'll call it the health staff and they tend to be separate units. Um, it seems like some teams, and, it, and this might be what you guys are doing now, is where you've got kind of the director of performance and they oversee both. Is that how that is working? Correct. So yep. we actually, have, I guess technically we have the director of sports performance and mm-hmm. uh, sports health. And, but ironically, like our, if you want to separate the strength and conditioning and then, you know, the athletic training, training room situation when I'm included in we we all are kind of the same philosophy as far as function um our strength conditioning coaches look at pelvic stability you know they do muscle work you know so and they'll tell me you know they may come over say marcus so and so's forward on the right side you know we've done some work with it can't really get it right you know this is what he's got going on i'll lay him down and i say yeah you're right and we get adjusted and so i I like the way we kind of we're all on the same page as far as trying to help an athlete. Mm-hmm. And then, and I think that helps the athlete too, because they're see, we're all thinking on the same page to help them get better. So it's not like, you know, I'm saying one thing, the strength conditions coach is saying another thing and our, our PT said another thing. And, you know, everybody's on the same page, even down to, you know, if a guy's say he's got, he's got a back injury, um, you know, functionally, how do we get them back in? What are we doing from a, from a lifting standpoint, workout standpoint, so we don't exacerbate it or, or mess the things up 
along the lines to get them back on the field. So the yeah. players like seeing that consistency there. It's huge. And, and it wasn't always like that for uh, a lot of teams and I'm sure it's still not for some. Uh, and then, and that's always been an interesting dichotomy where it's like, you've got strength and conditioning doing one thing and not communicating well with the health. And it really needs to be one unit. Um, you know, there's different aspects to it, but uh, it seems like the communication there and that's, that's cool. That's a, that's a fun uh, scenario to be in because you can, you can tell you're, you're all uh, putting the athlete first and then obviously communicating around that and doing your part. So that's, that's pretty cool, man. Good stuff. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before, and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, what they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base. Right? ChiroUp is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim Bertelsman and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently, and grow your practice, then you need to try ChiroUp. Their subscribers love ChiroUp because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about and ChiroUp really helps solve that for you. And you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals. Seriously, go to their website, check out their plans and see what they're all about. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. I want to transition a little bit to, to private practice. Like how does, how is that experience over these years? And then this ability to work as a, as a team, how has that um, helped you out in private practice? Um, I mean, you actually, you know, you're exposed to quite a bit with the team. I mean, everything. <laughs> uh, so sometimes when it, when you, when it walks in the door, um, um, to your private practice, you're like, oh, okay, I've, I've seen this you know, before um, in a different scenario, but it even helps as far as how you choose to manage it, manage it or even sometimes it helps me as far as just um, evaluating the patient from a clinical standpoint and letting mm-hmm. them know, hey, you know what, I may be able to help you, but I'm only going to help you so far. Yeah. But these are the steps that we need to, we need to take, whether if, if we kind of hit, hit a, 
a, a stall or standing point mm-hmm. where you know, hey, we need to go get MRI, and what this what that then looks like from if what the MRI says, what it may look like from a management standpoint at that point, is it an injection? Is it surgery? You know, um, and I think patients really appreciate that. that mm-hmm. It's their confidence in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I, I can say this for myself a little bit, but also I've talked to other um, chiropractors that work with athletes and stuff like that. And let me know if this has been the case for you, but I feel like you end up getting, really good at uh, timeframes and timelines for patients as far as return to activity or sport. And then it's also, um, you feel, you know, if, if you're, if you're able to get those high level athletes to perform, then you really get a better um, understanding of if you can help that. And I don't want to say that chiropractors that aren't working in a team setting don't get that experience, but when you're put to the, to the timeline gun that, um, professional sports has with these athletes, you really start to know how to manage cases. Like you said, I need this MRI or I need this, or I need to see, I need you to go see an orthopedist. Like, have you feel like that's really fine tune your clinical decision-making? Absolutely. I mean, I have some people that, you know, after examining them the first visit, I'd say, you know what, (laughs) yo, you're not in my wheelhouse. (laughs) You know, so I'm I'm all about not trying to waste people's time, you know, Mm -hmm. If I if I determine right then and now initial exam, I'm like, you know what, mm, you don't belong in my office. Yeah, and just let them know. And I patients definitely appreciate that, and you make the appropriate referral, and um, so that they can get the help that they need. Yeah, and I, one of the reasons I wanted to interview you too is because um, to do what you've been doing for this long, you're in the ultimate results business right now as far as a professional sports chiropractor like, or just in healthcare in general if you're working with a, a pro sports team it's, it's literally all about the results where I think sometimes in a private practice you can really get by by not even getting great results yeah. <laughs> um, and so I want chiropractors to, to understand that um, you don't have to work with a professional team to get that but you really need to have the mindset of having results driven practice. And sometimes like you just said, the results driven decision is getting them out of your office. So that, that is correct. And, you know, even with professional athletes, I mean, um, you know, just cause they're back on the field doesn't mean they're not playing with some type of pain. And, and their performance might not be so great, right? Right. The performance might be great, but it's, it's good enough to do the, their job. Oh, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's and that's the thing too. I mean, I've had some people in office just from a time frame standpoint, and I say, you know, I tell them, I said, this could be up to a year before you feel yeah. back normal, um, mm-hmm. even though you're functionally fine. Yeah, you know, you could go back to what you're doing, but you might not feel quite normal until you know eight nine months later. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes a light bulb goes on, like, okay, maybe I am being, you know, the patient's like, maybe I am being expecting too much too quickly. Yeah. Sometimes I explain it. It's like, you know, like the, the marathon runner that really strains their calf really bad. And they're like, they're confused why they're not better in three or four weeks. And I was like, you know, think about the professional athlete with the hamstring strain. Like sometimes they miss six to eight weeks of, of football because of the hamstring It's like, and these are the most freakish athletes on the planet and they still can battle it pretty good. So it's good to be able to use those experiences. I'm assuming. Correct. 
probably gives you a, a high level of credibility with the patient base, which is nice. Um, I want to ask you a marketing question. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit with it. And I know teams and, and certain things have restrictions on what you can do, but uh, you're in a, you're in a position for really good social proof and social proof is a, a very good thing uh, for marketing, for credibility building, for positioning yourself as an expert in the community. Have you been able to leverage it a little bit from a social proof standpoint to really help um, your standing in, in the community as far as your practice? Um, it's probably going to sound crazy, but I haven't. Okay. Um, and, you know, when I, when I first took the job with the Colts, you know, I'd say one, I, you know, I could say that this could have been, I could have been my one and only year with them. Mm -hmm. yep. And, um, you know, I didn't want to, to put out there or say, hey, um, the Colts guy or chiropractor want come see me, yada, yada. Yep. Um, because I'm only with them a year, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you're a modest guy and I know that. <laughs> and, 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 and then what? And so I, yeah. I remember telling our previous one of our previous earth conditioning coaches is that I don't necessarily want to be known as that team chiropractor for the Colts. Um, is that, is that all? Because at the end of the day, like I say, I got to get results and mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm not getting results, I won't be around with them and, and it's not going to hold me in my office. Yeah. And, you know, I've just never really been the guy to, you know, Hey, let's take a picture of me, you know, yeah. type situation. Um, I mean, if I don't do a lot on social media, but if you, mm -hmm. you have seen, you know, some pics or something like that. It's, it's, it's not, it's not many, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't even have any of memorabilia stuff hanging in my office. The stuff mm -hmm. that I do have is in, is at home. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I haven't, some people might say you're crazy. I mean, no. into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. People know me as that guy. Yeah. Coasting chiropractor. Um, but you know, that's just never been my, that's never been my personality to this mm -hmm. point. To use that to leverage it from that standpoint. Yeah, and you know the reality of it is, 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 is you've probably focused on just doing a damn good job, let it speak for itself for eleven years, and then, and that really builds up, uh, and people know, right? You don't have to flaunt it all the time, and and that's something I've tried to be um, relatively discreet. Um, definitely spotlight it here and there, but it's uh, obviously something that um, you're also, I think, being respectful of the players too in a lot of ways with that regard. I, I do. I do agree with that. It's, and mm -hmm. trying to be respectful of them because, you know, I, I am around them a lot. Um, and, you know, when some, some athletes across any sport, um, you know, sometimes they do feel like people are always want something from them. You yes. Know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm just here to take care of you. Yeah. You know? um, and that, and that's it. And just to help you. So I'm not out looking for, Hey, you know, you know, can you come to my kids' basketball game? <laughs> you know, just stuff like that, you know, is yeah. which, you know, it's, it's happened, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. before, you know, and uh, doesn't, doesn't go over well. And, and you usually, I, I hear about it, you know, yeah. um, whether it's, you know, massage therapists that, you know, they're using it, you know, constantly ask for tickets or, you know, I, I, I hear it. So I know, although they, they play a nice guy role and, you know, try to come up with an excuse or, you know, they, or they, or they do give in, but sometimes, you know, they do have families, they do have other stuff going on and during the season they're, they're, they got a jam packed schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so um, a lot of times, I mean, it, it can be a hassle to do some of those things, you know? Um, oh, for sure. 
and you know and it, it does you know when people constantly want stuff from them um mm -hmm. per se um free stuff whatever the time it, you know it, it can it, it can um bother them a little bit sometimes those people are can be family members too you know yeah, yeah. um so I do hear about it quite a yeah. bit. So I, I don't, I'm trying not to be the guy that's adding to those additional stresses that they're, mm -hmm. um, that they're going through during the season and trying to navigate the season and what that do as far, cause it is their job yeah. um, and whatever else they got going on in their life. Yeah. Here, here's a pro tip I learned from my grandfather and it sounds like you kind of abide by it naturally, but he had an opportunity to, uh, Jack Nicholas, the golfer, they were on a, a little boating trip together. My grandfather was just kind of there as from a, a friend standpoint or whatever. And he was having a conversation with Jack Nicholas. And, and the first thing that Jack Nicholas said to everybody was like, I want to, they were on a fishing trip. He's like, I'll talk all day long about fishing. But the one thing I just don't want to talk about today is golf. Right. Cause that's yep. what everybody talks about with him and wants to know about. And that's what he does for a living. And I found the same way with a lot of these guys is that try to find other conversations to talk about. Now, if they bring it up, great, that's fine. But do you also find that as well as this communication with, with pro athletes is, is finding other topics to discuss? Oh, yeah. I've talked about, you know, the families, the kids, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you're like the girlfriends, you know, um, you know, we got the guys are young. So some of them are or have young kids, you know, yeah. and, you know, been talking about being up all night with the kids. I have four mm -hmm. kids myself. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so having those other just kind of just conversations um, that have nothing to do with football, uh, when they, even when they get on the table, yeah, we may discuss what they got going or what they're feeling from a body standpoint. But then after that, yes, yeah, just having just normal conversations you would have with, with anybody else. Yeah, so. exactly. I think that's a key thing. Obviously, you got to talk football and re relate it to their body. And it can, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? And stuff like that. But uh, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, you know, I really want to appreciate your, your time today. I have one last question and I'll let you get back to the office. Um, for the chiropractors that are out there that really have a desire to work for a team. Again, it could be a rodeo team. I don't care what it is, but some kind of setting that there's athlete involved. Uh, what would be kind of your, your overarching recommendation for them? Ooh, I don't know if That's I a loaded have, one. Yeah. I don't know if I just have to, <laughs> um, um, I, I think first and foremost, you have to really be clinically sound, you know, yep. regardless of what technique you choose to use um, mm -hmm. from a diagnostic standpoint, that's, that has to be first and foremost um, in a, in a, in a team setting, especially when we work in different orthopedic docs um, because at the same time, they, I think a fear is, you know, as he, it, it, within, and it goes across any healthcare profession, you know, am I doing what's warranted for the patient and, and given the situation, is it justified yeah. um, from a treatment standpoint, meaning that I'm not, am I not doing more harm by, by doing this manipulation or soft tissue, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, and then the other thing was, is become well-versed, or even if you don't do soft tissue stuff, mm -hmm. um, or extremity stuff, be versed in those things and what the people you work with, whether it's the massage therapist, um, the uh, athletic trainer, the PT mm -hmm. and what they're capable of, because if you don't do it, but at least, you know, there's a need for it, you can then pass that along to them. Um, and just that ability to, to know what their skill set is and what they're capable of and knowing that whether you do it or you don't do it, but it's a need for it. They can, they respect that. Yeah. That's a great point. I, I, I didn't think about that. It's like, okay, if, if you don't do it, at least know what's out there. Right. right. 
Uh, that's that's good. Yeah, I feel like you know, soft tissue is huge. Obviously, manipulation, ex extremity work is awesome. Communicating uh, with the team around it is is good. Um, how did you? I guess it's a one last question, and I'll let you go. Uh, athletic training was a good background, but uh, was there a learning curve for you to to really start to understand how to assess sports injuries? Because I think that's something I don't feel like I got a lot of great knowledge out of chiropractic school. I hope Logan's not listening, but um, I had to do a lot of extracurricular stuff to get that down. And obviously you had athletic training. Um, do you recommend that uh, these chiropractors really figure out a, a method of evaluating sports injuries? Yes. And I, 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 that was at Florida. That was hit on, um, your Florida, that was hit on pretty hard with us, um, okay. you know, from an evaluation of um, not so much spine, mm -hmm. um, but from an extremity standpoint, shoulders, um, spine, I would say, as far as um, C-spine stuff, as far as whether the spine bore somebody or not, spine some board, spine, mm -hmm. spine bore somebody. Um, but that the evaluation of sports injuries, that was pretty much all athletic training was. Um, so I felt like I had not just good experience in school, but the fact that I was able to, to work as an athletic trainer in the collegiate setting outside of after I graduated from uh, chiropractic school in the physical therapy clinic. Um, that aspect of it, I felt pretty comfortable in. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I'm still learning every day. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I always say it's like, I know enough on these evaluations to get it the hell out of my office. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like making the official diagnosis of the torn ACL. Yeah. But I mean, but that, that's, that's come into my office where, yeah. you know, um, I've had some of my kids come in and I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Do a positive Lockman's. And I'm like, mm -hmm. check the other side as stiff as a board, yeah. uh, but he's walking fine. And I said, look at the mom. And I say, you know, I think he's torn his ACL. Yeah. Might get MRI. And then, so they did the MRI, got the consult, the orthopedic surgeon did surgery. And then she calls back to the office and says, Hey, you know, um, I know Dr. McCray does rehab. Can we rehab? Can he really do his ACL rehab? Mm -hmm. And I sat back and thought about, have I rehabbed ACLs before? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. But I don't rehab, you know, 10 ACLs a year or 15 or 20. So in the fact that he was a, a soccer player yeah, and return to play and getting and being able to um, run and cut and stuff like that, my facility is not um, outlined to, to do take him through all those parameters. Yep. So I kindly said, hey, you know what? I think he'll be better. Um, suited to actually go to um, physical therapy clinic to, to do that rehab. So that takes confidence. And I think it takes experience to, to refer out. And I think that's kind of the, the, the bow we'll put on this is that, um, you know, to be a really good sports chiropractor, it's, it's knowing when to, to uh, you know, send it to someone else, even if you can do it, if you know that uh, someone else can maybe service that particular injury or patient a little bit better, that might be the, the wiser thing to do. I would agree. Cool, man. I really appreciate your, your time today. This was awesome. And uh, uh, hopefully you guys continue this trend to make it in the playoffs this year. Hopefully. It's always nice to, to be in the playoffs and playing past January. So um, hopefully, I mean, everybody likes home foot advantage, but, you know, I wouldn't mind going someplace warmer. Okay. <laughs> hey, maybe the Dolphins will make the playoffs this year. How about that? It, it's possible. It's uh, possible. We finally got a coach, man. It's been, I don't know if you grew up a Dolphins fan because you're from down here, but it's been a long time since we've had a good coach. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I mean, my high school was actually 
like five blocks from Dolphin Stadium. So my dad's had season tickets, still has season tickets um, oh, since nice. I was like in third grade. So, I mean, obviously he opted out this year for tickets and put it yeah. toward But, yeah, he, uh, him and my mom still go to Dolphin games. All right, so, so I, got a, I got a really important question to ask then. Who's he rooting for when the Colts play the Dolphins? <laughs> well, I was not rooting for 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 the Colts, but uh, funny. Oh, no, your parents, your parents. Oh, oh, they're I, I, well. They're, they're split either way. They're split either way. Okay. But I got a really funny story. Yeah. <laughs> My first year with the the team. Uh huh. We went to Super Bowl, but we went down to Miami and played uh, in the Dolphin Stadium. Yes, you did. And. I don't know if you remember, but we got down. We were down by like 28 points in that second, in that first, in um, that, that first half. Yeah. And then we come out in the second half, and Peyton figures it out, and we come back. But that first half, you know, when when the Dolphins score, they played the, the the Dolphins song, and I'm on the sideline, oh, no. and I'm bobbing my head and singing the fight song, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> snap out of it <laughs> that's awesome hopefully you didn't wear a dolphin's jacket or anything no no but yeah I, I, it, it was just, it was it was just automatic i was singing yeah. the dolphin so i'm like oh my god i hope that's nobody great. looking at me on the sideline that's funny good stuff yeah i probably was at that game because i was season ticket holder as well and i remember many a times at dolphins we get these really good first half leads and then lose the game so i'm still a little bit uh emotionally scarred from the Miami Dolphins well they're on on trending upwards so that's a good thing yeah they are so all right doc I really appreciate your time and I know we'll talk soon all right thank you for having me thanks again for listening to another episode of the modern chiropractic marketing show before you leave make sure you check out our website we've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com we also have a closed facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing business mindset and just growth of your practice so check us out modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the facebook group of the same name